Hi. Hello. How are you? How is it going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm going to be higher energy than the Undertaker episode. I'm doing it. Not... I'm going to go complete opposite. And we're joined by our very special guest friend, Devin. And I'm <laughs> Devin. Oh, I'm probably going to be medium energy, <laughs> to be perfectly clear. I don't... I think you all are taking my energy out of my body as you speak. Energy, so, energy vampire. Do you... Done. Do you does anybody Fucking remember... <laughs> does anybody remember what the actual proverb is? I don't know if it's a proverb, but it's like a saying like the, the I could just never get it right but it's generally about when the tide is higher up all the ships are higher up. a rising tide lifts all boats or that, lifts all ships you see like, what I'm getting at though you don't have it exactly I can never get it quite quite correct I have never heard this in my life rising I, the rising rise it's the point I, is like make it better for everybody gets better for everybody we're for Curtain being drawn back. We are recording this ten minutes after the uh, rising Undertaker. tide lifts all boats. Rising right. tide lifts all boats. We're recording this ten minutes after we did the Undertaker <laughs> episode, and it is together. They are making me realize I definitely have like pop culture or just cultural blindness. I know a lot about the stuff that I'm interested in, and sometimes people say stuff, and I just go, I don't oh, know no. who that yeah, person that is. I've never heard that before. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Well, today we don't have any mentions, because as we just said, we, we literally used just... Used them all up. We, just, yeah. we used both of them up. It would have been... Could have spread it out. It would have been smart to probably save one for this one. Dun, 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 dun. So, you get... I'll, you know what? Mentions... Uh, the episode of Goosebumps, The Haunted Mask, which is an easy ghost skull alien because it's fucking awesome. That one is like Carly. Awesome, I love like, me some Carly Beth. Carly Beth is legitimately scary sometimes. She's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Carly uh, Beth head. Ah. Yeah. Also, werewolf skin. Just because that story is fucking awesome and those werewolves are genuinely scary. I there think you go. We're, we are also in the midst of this episode going to have like 15 mentions. That is true. Of just good oh, movies that's that are true. probably not available. That's to we'll, yes, true. unfortunately. Apologies. But we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll give you those to you as they come. Uh, <laughs> so you're getting pretty much nothing but transfiguration today. Yep. Hooray. It's the transfiguration. You're going to have a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> now here, here's the key. Here's, here it is. What do you rate it, Brian? Um, this is a toughie. I think this is a toughie to rate. Yeah, this is an honest to god toughie. I agree. I think, I think I'm going to go with a really solid Mr. Cool guy, because I think this is a niche. Like, this is obviously a niche pick. It is the way it's shot and the subject matter and the style it is in is niche on its own. Like, I'm a big fan of this, but I think even for me, be it's kind of a one and done. Like it, it feels right. like it's got that vibe of like this is a really good movie that you should watch, but you there's no reason to ever go back to it. Yeah. To be honest, true like, for its emotional heaviness, for its emotional weight, right? Like there's stuff in it, and there's you know things to be looked at, but like otherwise, opening the door again, you're like, oh geez, fuck, okay, like here we go, right? right. <laughs> Um, yeah, personally, I will also put it into Mr. Cool Guy territory, and it is. I still don't know how much I love it. Okay. I, I definitely like it. I definitely think it's good. Uh, these kinds of movies, I always just... It's the same thing with The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, I continued to get better for me as it continued to sit in my mind. Mm-hmm. So this one, I am I need to see what happens as it as it marinates in my mind over for a while. Because sure. this is like, like The Lighthouse in that you would not be... I would not shame you for thinking that it is like uh, pretentious and artsy-fartsy but in a completely different way. The lighthouse is very like cinematography. Ask me what focused. it means too. Like it's yeah. very, look at this image I've put on screen. Tell me how clever I am for putting this image on screen. Yeah. Right. This one is just like all about like character and it is, yes. it yeah. is very much vibe mood. Um, like very indie, got a very indie Incredibly feel to it. Incredibly independent. Yes. Um, so, so the, uh, we'll, we'll see how I feel about it later, but I think for what it's doing, it feels to me like a solid Mr. Cool guy for like what it's aiming for. For sure. I, after my first viewing of this, I we rewatched it today to do this episode. After my first viewing, originally, I would probably have given this uh, Ghost Skull Alien. And after my second viewing, I would give it a Mr. Cool Guy. So I would say this inhabits that same place as a very good mystery or thriller movie where it's like, 
once you've done the journey the first time, it's not going to have that same impact. So yeah. if you like mystery and thriller, which I personally do quite a bit, then it's probably a ghost call alien. Not that this is a mystery or thriller. It's just like you are in a tense atmosphere wondering what's going to happen. If you go back and watch it again, I doubt you will have the same impact, which we've said yeah. already. Correct. So. And, I, and I wonder like what, point, what, what is the most important, right? Like, is there like an objective quality to the film or is it that first time that is like really what we should be judging it on? I mean, I, I think back to watching Tinker Tailor's Soldier Spy the second time and just going like, oh, I thought this movie was amazing. It's fine now because I know yeah. what's happening. I know what's going to happen. I'm not wondering. I'm not like yeah. confused about about what's going to happen or what's real, what's yeah. not. That's on a the, good point. On the other hand, The Great Mouse Detective is a detective story, Jesus and that one is Christ. only that gets is better every time you watch it. A mystery. <laughs> There's no mystery involved. <laughs> we see everything. We know exactly that the Great Mouse with Detective. Everyone. The guy sings that he is the villain and that he's doing wrong. Ah, but ex- you don't. But you don't know his plan until the end. Simply you, says it. Simply says at, it before the end. At the end, though. No, it's said before that. You know. You don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go over this with you right now. <laughs> Here we this go. Is neither the time nor the place, Brian. I'll ask you to calm down. Thank you. I'm perfectly calm. <laughs> I'm calm. I'm not yelling. <laughs> uh, yep. So that that is an interesting thing to think about. So, yeah. Uh, I would still stick with Mr. Cool Guy for first first time around, and I do love a good mystery. But I think like I I just like the vibe that it gave was like I I know that this is not gonna be like a super cool like figure out the mystery. This is just gonna be pretty bleak throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I really like very yeah. bleak stuff. Yeah, you know, I was gonna like, if, if you out of it, but if, if you want bleak horror that's going to make you feel bad this is going to be right up your alley and i do like the reason i would give it ghost skull alien in that case is if i meet someone who also likes like deeply upsetting horror movies then i will definitely be like have you seen the transfiguration Mm -hmm. yeah the uh this film was also written and directed by michael o'shea and they say that at the end of the movie i'm like this guy did not have any fucking fun like this is this could not have been a fun movie to do. I don't know. No. Uh, you can watch this on Canopy. Yes. Uh, again, Canopy is a library service. And again, you can look up which move, where to watch movies that are currently streaming on our site, thebloodystream.com. Dot com. Uh, warnings for this movie. Everything. Um, child violence. Very much many. Def- definitely the number one is child violence yes. in both directions. Yes. Suicide. Suicide. Again. Child little- sex. Uh, it's a little bit of animal violence idea. as well. Yeah, not so nothing, I mean, nothing like yeah, truly bad, but, but it just does. the concept is yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All again, uh, discussions about animal violence. I don't think we see anything. No, we don't. Nothing see crazy, but they. Oh no, no, the they briefly they show watch. faces of death, and then they show uh, a fucking uh, spider killing a fucking wasp, which isn't yeah crazy. Right. But that's, like the, yeah. the really the faces of death part is the one I wanted to bring up because yeah. that's fucked. It's yeah. pretty messed up. Um. Some late alcohol abuse, I'd say. Child, yeah. child alcohol abuse. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those are the really big, big things. Everything else. Violence. Fa- facing the darkness of our reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie, if, unless, if you don't have a soul, or if you have a soul, which hopefully all of you do, or most of you do, um, by the end of this movie, you will go, whew. That is, yeah. if you don't end the movie that way, you weren't watching the movie. I would because, also, holy shit. Yeah. I'd also say if you're pretty young and you don't really have any friends and you're obsessed don't with watch horror films, just just put it off for a little while. Go ahead while. and avoid, let's just let's come back to this Later one. down the list, next like, page of the list. I promise you, you will make, you just hold on, you'll make friends yeah. eventually, and then you come back to this one. Yeah. When you're in a better place. I Correct. Think. When you're in a, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Fucking wow. We, we talked about a, the vibe a good amount already, but yes, it's like pretty bleak, like, Light on talking, yeah. Starkly lit. Yes. Uh, any any Gives, humor is is quite light and dry. Yeah, it's a lot of chuck light chuckle. Yeah, for the humor, like just to give you an out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great. I think the camera work is very good in terms of its indie sort of style. A lot of the feeling of stalking our characters, which I think is a plus. I think mm. it's fucking tremendous for like the tone and the themes of the film as well. Yeah. Um. And I think I think yeah. great performance. A stand-up performance from Eric Ruffin. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ! That very game. very subtle oh performances, though yes. I'd say. Yeah, which which to me which hits me different. 
because it is okay. like I, I like you know still completely solid but like there is the difference to me when it's like very subtle and it's just like not in the way and you're just like this this fucking completely works mm. versus yeah. when somebody does like a wild monologue and completely crushes it you there's know? there is a lot of like in this especially i think i always think about how many actors are like rosy actors which isn't bad it is perfect like in your style, it's perfect. It's great. It's actually what you want half the time in a fucking movie. But, like, it very much the realization of, like, not just with uh, Milo, Eric Ruffin's character, but Sophie, our other lead, you don't wear all of your emotions on your face right. when things are happening. Like, Definitely. you see a lot of micro-expressions and a lot of, like, small things that yeah. the movie lets you imply through no, its the, narrative focus. Yeah. he's he. The, our main character is very, like, very little expression throughout all of it and there's like one scene where he's upset and he's just clenching his jaw over and over again mm-hmm. and it's like you're 14 how are you doing yeah. so good like, how do wow. you how do you get this and are able to pull it off yeah. holy fucking shit so definitely not one where you're going to bring this in for a monologue to like wow the director you know you're not going to show for sure show the casting director your stuff from saying anything right but at the end of it you're probably gonna get your acting coach is gonna call you and say wow yeah you you did good kid (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, it does make me think that like one of the reasons that i like horror is because like in there's a lot of other genres where you no, you don't go over the top, right? Because it Correct. is like it is. It would be rosy acting. It would be melodramatic, right? But in horror, stuff is actually so bad quite often that you do have reason to act completely mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. Um, now this is not one of those, you know. And it, it, it to me, this one does push hard in the direction of drama. Definitely, absolutely. Like over definitely. over horror more. Like it, it still definitely is horror, but um, it's yeah. There's a level of like utilizing the drama format to inform and exacerbate its horror. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's how we get to the scenes of horror is by pushing it via that drama sort of format of, like, scene placement or, like, scene setup and, like, performances because you're sitting there watching Milo, especially the main character, like, doing things that are mm-hmm. very normal in a lot of ways and it just... Once you get to the horror scenes, it's like, oh my fucking god! Like, yeah, it it really just pull it keeps you inside of it so that you can't get out when it gets bad. Yeah. All right, so let's let's go ahead and uh, open that spoiler configuration. Doily's off. We're in our. I can't believe we kept the doily. Creepy all wooden. <laughs> Shouts out, fucking Shannon wanted the doily. Shannon gets the doily. Okay. The doily. Um, and we do our sensual thumb circle. That I like. Part of the box comes up. We have opened. The spoiler configuration. He also did the proper movement with his hands, but you can't you can't see. It. <laughs> I go watch Hellraiser. Just read the Hellbound Heart. Yeah, I don't. I'll look up where they're streaming. <laughs> so how does this? How Jesus do, Christ! What's wrong with you? <laughs> how does this movie start? <laughs> this movie starts. It's with, in the bathroom. It's, it's in, a bathroom, in the bathroom where an incredibly a series of close-up shots of that end up revealing that our main character Milo is sucking the blood of a guy. In a bathroom stall. Yes, our main character, a young 14-year-old black boy Mm -hmm. who's just very expressionlessly, and that's going to be a continuing theme throughout the whole thing, uh, yeah, sucking the blood out of man and takes everything out of his wallet and goes home. Yeah. I think he's in, ends up being in like a train station restaurant or like an airport. Like it's a... Somewhere public. Yeah. He does this seemingly very quick, leaves, goes home. Uh, eats a bowl of Fruit Loops and then throws up into his trash can. Ugh. And I love, especially in my first watching, I loved that scene because it's unclear whether or not the blood is what's making him throw up or the Fruit Loops. Is yeah. he a vampire who's trying to eat human food or is he human who's trying to eat vampire I food? had not even considered that. I thought it was for sure the blood because he throws up a bunch of blood into it. So I thought, that, yeah. It, it definitely I mean, that's is. that's the thing he had eaten more or consumed more of than yeah. a little bit of the blood. But yes, you're... I it makes sense that like, though if he was a, a vampire and it's the food that it, he'd throw up right He would retch up food. exactly what was yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, Hellraiser is on Shutter, by the way. Thanks. And Hoopla. Nice. Hoopla. Hey, Hoopla. 
And Tubi TV. All right. <laughs> it's uh, all over the place. All right, really Tubi. All right Tubi. You're Tubi TV's got some good you stuff. Survive. Do not you survive ever, for now. Do not browse Tubi TV. Never yes. browse. Go in there knowing what you want. Look at our website, thebloodystream.com. <laughs> Find out what you want to watch. If it's on Tubi, you're safe to go. It will play ads. They are annoying. If they don't... Yeah. They d- Tubi hasn't figured out exactly where to cut them off, Dude. so it's like... It's like a you second no off idea. from where it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah, like a scene will start <laughs> yeah. and it'll be like cut, and you're like, oh, fuck God I've, damn it, too. I've gotten very good at just mute, watch two to three TikToks, unmute, <laughs> done. That's, I would love to watch TikToks with, over those commercials. That's yeah. a great idea. Oh, um, but that that does kind of start to establish um, when you're talking about whether you don't know whether he's a vampire or not. For me, I'm immediately wondering whether that actually happened or not mm. at the beginning of the movie right, right. by the end oh by the okay end it's, it's like well established that everything that we're seeing is real mm-hmm. um but i was i was immediately worried because oftentimes when it's like this kind of situation when it's kids and it's not like super supernatural you know when it's like more subtle uh it usually is like is it real or mm-hmm. is it not you know like right. especially because they're in their head sort of thing yeah. i think what threw me off was also there's another person in the bathroom who can hear what he's doing in there and see something and then he just kind of assumes that it's like something else right he thinks they're having sex yeah, yeah. he thinks yeah. exactly um and walks away and so then they show him actually sucking out all the blood and i'm like already like is this what's is this <laughs> is he gay is this like a metaphor like i'm i'm oh sure like reeling right. but, sure uh i'm hoping it's just true you know and i'm very happy that it was <laughs> you don't have to unpack anything else <laughs> yeah um, but that's that's what i was worried about the whole time because the whole time i'm like this is very cool if yes. he's actually doing these things regardless of whether he's a vampire or not it's not cool if it's all in his head as much. it could be it could be but totally. like, i wanted it to turn out a certain sure way, which i is- personally i never had any thoughts that it was in his head really um, and also would have been extremely disappointed if it turned out it had been. Um, I don't think the movie is in any way like trying to tell you that, you know, I, no, I think I, I've, my mind is so sharply tuned to not letting myself get chumped by movies. Right. Sure. Like start lashing out. Always at suspicious. Totally. totally yeah. yeah. Little fund manager over here shorting all your bets going out. Maybe it's just in his, <laughs> yeah, uh, cause there is that one scene where there's a single time that you see something that isn't true yes. when he's with, what was it? Sophie. 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 Uh, beneath the pier. Yes. And he imagines biting, like stabbing her and then drinking her blood. And then very quickly, you know, we see that that was just like in his mind. Yes. But yeah. I'm like, don't, don't. <laughs> they do don't. one. I told you no. Everybody yeah, gets they one. Do, they do one very late in the movie. I, is, yeah, yeah, I just don't like those. I mean, I get, really? I, I'm with you on that. Like, it's because this one I, I were talking to, and I were talking about it after we watched the movie, and that right. it is very much like clearly what is going on inside of his head, and that makes sense to me and everything. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess since I'm so worried about them taking this movie away from me in one fell swoop just by saying that these things weren't real, sure. I'm like, you stop it. Just gotcha. every show me only reality right now. As, moves, don't as, lie to me. As a person who has a lot of just like intrusive thoughts about things happening, I definitely do not mind um, yeah. mm-hmm. portraying it. it. It makes perfect sense to me. Just like yeah, they, they yeah. just. Also, I think it was. I think that and it was done. It, yeah, it was done pretty well. Yeah, I think it works a lot better in this movie than a lot of other because they they use this all of the time very cheaply in horror films. They yes, do, like, they the, love it. They a fake out constantly. That's why I'm, I'm still very deeply connected Gobble to that, that, shit that up. Yeah. for me. So yeah. I think it works much better in this film. Like I think this is a time to use it. Well, I was going to say, what I love that, about that it. device has been a little tainted for me. The device as a whole, I completely understand. This movie's use of it is incredible because it is the way it is showing everything and the way it is shot in terms of its cinematography, in terms of its lighting, in terms of all things, is very natural and very realism. Like, it is showing you what you see. There's people who I assume they had to run after after they did the shots and go, please sign this waiver so you can be in our film. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all, like, on the street level of things. So, like, seeing all the other stuff and it, there's no doubt in my mind, like, when these things are happening that they are happening. So when that hits i was like oh my fuck like my heart sank when i first watched it mm. and then it li- i was like oh okay like yeah no it, it would draw actual relief when it yeah. was revealed to be a thought that moment almost becomes like the most just we we have nothing good to say this is just brutality and then it's mm-hmm. like no no there's a much sadder and realer and more human 
thing happening here. Which is <laughs> it was very awful. It was it was them going, We can go lower. Yeah. We can no. go lower. You think this was going to be the low? Wrong. I was see when it happened. I was immediately no. skeptical because I could feel him like cleaning house. That's at the yeah, end of the movie for true. Yeah, so I'm like, that. that is not the trajectory that they were. That's not the type of cleaning house be, I would you expect. Know? You know, totally. Um, so yeah, that's but, true. Um, yes, that so that that it, that was my my thinking on that to to cover the movie. I don't think we need to go through this one plot point by plot point. No. The basic idea is that. Milo is convinced that he is a vampire. Yeah. Um, and is is clearly, like, very troubled. Uh, he has a history of doing violence on animals. He saw his mother commit suicide, and later we find out tried to drink, drank some of her blood yeah. um, because of this deep, deep belief that he is a vampire. Uh, his father's dead. He lives in the projects. Like, his life is very bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks he's just the weird kid and nobody talks to him because he's not very vocal. Watches nothing but vampire films. Keeps talking about how realistic... And animal violence. (laughs) Vampire films and animal violence. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, Some of the vampire films that he mentions, by the way. We can go through those right now. Sure. Let the Right One In, which I thought was funny because, like, Right, bef- right before he said that, I was thinking like, "Oh, I should say to Devin that we should watch Let the Right One In." <laughs> we and, then, and then he was like, "Hey, we should watch it." And I'm like, the, "Hey, me too." I'll show you Let the Right One In. And in a similar vein, I a couple of days ago went into Brian's room and went, "You know, George A. Romero did this this <laughs> movie about a kid who thinks he's a vampire called Martin." It's like definitely we should watch the Transfiguration. <laughs> First thing when he's asked what his favorite vampire movie is is Martin. Martin. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's also funny because the movie is starting, and uh, I knew that this movie is about a kid who thinks he's turning into who thinks he's a vampire, and I'm like, so this is going to be exactly like Kiss of the Vampire, right? Which, <laughs> if you've seen that movie, is hilarious it's because it's Nick Cage thinking he's turning into a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> running I'm through the streets. You should you should look up oh. Kiss of the Vampire alphabet scene. At yeah. least. Yes. You should be able to find it. It's I yeah, think it's there's great. I think oh those scenes are in a montage called Nicolas Cage losing his shit. <laughs> uh Almost certainly. Yes. So go look for all of that because it's fucking incredible. Yes. Uh yeah. so <laughs> it is also weird having heard about Martin before watching this movie and then watching this movie going, This is Martin. But it's Almost, di- yeah. but it is different. Like I'm sure it's different. I've never seen Martin, the, so I can't comment. Yeah. But there's there's a whole other character in that that kind of changes the dynamic of Martin versus this, but it, it's still they're both very good. Yeah, and I <laughs> this one has a lot of like tacit social commentary that mm-hmm. I doubt is well. I I don't know. It di- it's different. Yeah, right. it is very yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let the right one in. You can get catch on Hulu or Canopy. Nice. Canopy just keeps coming through. Canopy, man. It's got a lot of stuff that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hulu and House of a Thousand Corpses and House of a Thousand sometimes and Tusk and Tusk. Tusk. Uh, you just wait. I got another one for you. Um, Martin is currently unavailable anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Not Uh, not a. It's a little known. George A. Robert. Like it's just Shadow of the Vampire. I've seen parts of it. It's a very cool, like fictionalized account of the creation of Nosferatu. Mm. But like the actor, something Shrek, Max Max Shrek. Uh, who plays the vampire Nosferatu is in himself a vampire. Yeah, that's awesome. It. He's a yeah. shoot vampire, yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. Currently unavailable anywhere. Uh, of course. <laughs> Near <laughs> Dark, also mentioned. Don't know anything about it, and I Neither probably I. won't because it's currently unavailable. <laughs> Never heard of it. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, and I was, I was, I was looking all these up, and I'm like, this is the hippest kid ever. This like, kid is oh, yeah. Absolute... No, this is, this is, this guy, the writer and director has one movie. It's this one. And he was like, I am going to put every movie that I like. He's going to talk about them because he's cool and I'm cool. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Twilight is actually heavily mentioned throughout this. Quite a bit. Uh, In a very fun way. Yes. All of the Twilight films are on Netflix, but only the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 on Canopy. It's also on Netflix, but this is the only one that Canopy selected to be like you. It's because... It's the best one. Is it? It's 
kind of no. Awesome, I though. I need to watch all of them. My friend, it's, my friend Ryan and I, one. my friend Ryan and I, uh, got dragged to Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two, like in theaters with two of our friends, mm-hmm. and uh, the end happened, and I right. almost Don't you? fell out of my chair. You shush. <laughs> that's shush all. Now. Sorry, that's we all. We're in some kind of spoiler configuration. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. We are in one, but not, <laughs> but not for, for that. That's for, for true. That's for yeah. true. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I uh, would, I would for shoot. <laughs> Give the Twilight series Don't as a whole, this. if you're with the right people, Mr. Cool. Don't guy. even do totally, this. Totally, totally. Like, Absolutely. It's like be fun, you know? Like, yeah. Not, okay. It's not be, no. but like, it, like uh, it's just... But it, it is. If you have the right <laughs> very people, much. it is wildly fun. If you're willing yeah. to like, to suck up your pride and just like care about what's happening. It's, yeah, and the, the, it's either you need people to make fun of it and have fun with, or... If you can find someone who loves Twilight to watch Twilight with, it is so (laughs) enjoyable. Okay. Okay. I'd say even just like, just like if you're cool with it, the movies are bad and you're still willing to be like, I do want to know what happens with that one. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, That's for true. Yeah. I got that. You just don't take it too seriously or yeah, find somebody who really likes it to try to transfer some of that energy into you. (laughs) Um, But yes, you should watch all. They're they're, they're a fun watch. I I do want to bring up a couple other movies that get that he has a set of VHS tapes where he mm. keeps all of the money right. he stole from his victims yes. um, in behind it. So he puts that back up. There is Lost Boys is shown up in there. I believe Fright Night is also in there. Thirst or The Thirst, I think, is in there. And uh, Nosferatu as well. But the coup de gras, I stopped. I paused the movie to make sure I wasn't reading this incorrectly. Blade Trinity is on that oh. show. <laughs> It's yes. not one of the ones he pulls. It's right next to it, vertical. And I just, I literally paused the movie and I went, no way. And it was right there. <laughs> he really be clowning on he... fucking Twilight. When he's, <laughs> when got he's got Trinity the audacity to him. have Blade oh Trinity Um Both The Lost Boys and Fright Night currently unavailable. Of course. Anywhere. And then Blade Trinity on HBO Max, of course, along with Blade and Blade 2. Go, catch go our listen to the trilogy episode. episode on Please it. With me. <laughs> It's all us. It's just, it's just us. It's just us. So, what else about the Transfiguration? I do love that they reference so many movies. I, I think it, I think it was yeah, very cool. To I do. think it's really cool. What, what does it for me with this one is just watching this kid go from his comfortable life of believing he is a vampire, fall into some first love or emotional connection with another person yeah. he meet, he meets a, a girl named sophie and like actually cares about her and realizes in like a in a drama or like a happy movie he would realize something and maybe be able to fix himself mm-hmm. in this one he realizes and says to her i'm not good and i never will be and he arranges his own death and it's it's harrowing it's yeah um i so he when he's with her, he notices that he's missed his day that he usually goes and, and hunts. Yeah. Which, by the way, is look like looking back at the calendar, it is very clear that he has those as markers, but are not the only, like, when yes. he pulls through, there's multiple X's on it, even though there's the one circle, and I'm just like, oh my fucking God. Like, yeah. Yeah. you can see that it's getting worse in terms of his yeah. bloodlust and yeah. his fucking willingness to do it. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, he misses. But he, like, the, he, it's interesting that he notices that he's missed it. Like he has to ask what day it is. And he's, it's been like a while since he's killed anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the girl largely. Yeah. Uh, but then she finds all of his notebooks. And then this is where he goes and he, he follows the one guy home and then finds <sighs> that he has, oh, we're a, just talking about, okay. <laughs> finds that he has a daughter. And when he kills the daughter, <sighs> that's when I think he really like, that's, that's when it all goes, was that yeah. it's like i feel like he thought that maybe like this was gonna be okay and then once he makes that mistake once he actually like does it it's just like oh yeah this is i'm not coming back from this one yeah very much agree on that in that that's a sort of finale thing i mean he throws up once he like he the drinks her he blood yeah. turns around and vomits um it like that fall it, it's strange talking about it because he starts off with a murder like yeah, he yeah. starts with the murder. There's multiple ones after that, which, by the way, uh, I'll bring this up at the end. Sorry, I'll bring this up when I finish my point. Um, it's this like very disgusting trajectory. Like it, it's not a good, this objectively bad person that we're looking at. It's uh, we, you know, like no emotion, no feelings of empathy for people. Very alone and isolated in sort of their self ideology. 
and to see this breakthrough like start to happen like mm-hmm. i think there's one smile i think they catch during the bumper cars where it's vaguely like yeah mouth kind of turned up but otherwise stone-faced even during these like scenes of affection and enjoyment with each other um so to watch that like come crashing down again we've seen murders just as brutal and bad and i will never forget the home invasion scene of this movie i will never forget him looking at the girl and the girl looking at him and him just simply running towards her and fucking open like oh my god like Mm -hmm. that ugh Sorry, yeah. it's just incredibly they, they, fucking upsetting. They do a really good job with it because it is you're really wondering what he's gonna do, and then there's, it is like very sudden, and they like there's really they lift the moment the music up properly yeah. where he like you can see it, and it's like you can envision the conflict in his head right now. He could simply walk away. It's yeah. doing giving the movie is giving you enough time to go. Please get out. Please just walk away. You can do it, and then he charges forward, and I'm like, oh my god. And the then, movie, the movie also like knowing its audience probably has a huge knowledge of horror films is giving us the moment of, okay, this is, this is the one that he's not going to do. Yes. Cause they never do it. Yeah. yeah. And they, it all, it also doesn't give you enough time though, to settle into anything. It, it happens before yeah. you're like the, the correct to beat is That's a good point with how it does. I don't, yes. I don't know how they did it, but the timing, it, it does it right before totally. you think like anything would happen. The editing rhythm totally. is very, faster. Very like sudden. right there they go. Boom. Yeah, and you like you almost trip over it because yeah. you're like, holy shit! Like, and uh, personally, I'm so I am completely desensitized by horror films. So like, child violence also does not bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, you like, heartless this, monster, cool, great, yeah, awesome. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, but this, this, I just it, this is done very well. Like you can yeah. just tell. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it hurts. Like, yeah, going going back to what there's also it's because there's also a tease of a kid potentially being his victim, and he backs off. True. That's the other part of that because there's <laughs> the kid comes down with the ball and he's like sitting there and you see him go for the pen like he's holding the pen and then it gets like interrupted. I know it gets interrupted, but like yeah. the idea so, is that the movie is telling yeah, us like, yeah, this won't happen. be. We're not gonna yeah. do this one. exactly. And then they fucking yeah, no, it's, it's, they do it's it really even well worse. It's so fucking awful. Um, but you you said uh, objectively bad. You called him objectively bad, and I that is something that I think <laughs> I would I would argue with. It's also really interesting, especially on a second watch. I was like, it's it's almost hard to connect hunting Milo to living Milo. That's a good like, point. It it everything tells you in the movie like this is a very very troubled kid, yes. and he's murdering people. Like we are not shying away from the fact that he's a murderer, mm-hmm. and still it's like. He's an underdog. He's he's yes! charming. He's it's- falling in love with his first girl. He's like trying to explain himself to her, and she's like, "I don't know what you're. You're a little weird, uh, but yeah. you know." And then she like holds his hand, and you're like, "Aw!" And then he goes and kills people. It's, yeah, it's a it's on the one hand extremely good and very uh, like just well done that they can juxtapose those two things. I almost do think it's too jarring. It's, it's really hard to, to yeah. align them together. They're what, like that's the whole, that's the whole thing, especially with that home invasion scene is like everything else. I was like, we're watching murders and blood sucking from a human. And I'm like, okay, but he can still be pulled out of it. Like, because we're right. watching that hand reach down into the pit. Because I will say, a mass murdering, blood sucking child or teenager, I'm putting as objectively bad. <laughs> so, like, I I'm, I I'm have gonna, to say I'm that in terms of the anger, but very like, much deserving of help. Exactly. Like, I will also say that that's uh, that's why I like the idea of like this redemption of like someone's pulling into that darkness and mm. trying to get him out of it, and he wants to like at a certain point he starts to want to get out. Like, once she finally gets a little bit with him, he's like, cool, I'm okay with a certain thing um, of, of getting, I guess, better. And then it just drops back down yeah. to the point where I have the exact same thought as Milo of, you have to get out in this. Well, there's no, I don't yeah. I don't see a way back for you. Right. Even though they're, it's, it's, it's a strange relationship to have. Like, you talked about the juxtaposition of these two Milos essentially, yeah. even though for, it's the for same me, person. I almost feel like he doesn't want to get out and is deeply upset by the that fact he's that being he's being pulled out. Yeah. That he's not being the vampire that he is. 
So interesting. This is this is kind I, of what I, I, what I want to get at. There's like, a little bit of resistance. My my opposition is to the finality of, of the term objectively. Sorry, yes. Uh, <laughs> because like the we you both keep talking about it in terms of like what he does or does not want. But he's a child suffering from a delusion. True. Um, true. Very if true. You, like if Absolutely. you look at like kind of the, some of the stuff that serial killers go through, some of them. Some of them are just fucking monsters. They actively enjoy the idea of yeah. torturing and killing people. Some of them, they gain a, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially like psychopathy makes it very difficult for them to like give a shit when they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Oftentimes they, they have do no know they're doing something about, wrong. Yeah. There are others that have a compulsion to do something specifically True. and they don't want to do it. Mm. Jeffrey Dahmer, for point. example, he there was something that he wanted to do with the bodies very specifically, and he didn't want to kill anybody to get them. So he would literally get himself blackout drunk in order to so be able to that do he it could because his feed his compulsion was okay. so strong to do this. And you have to think like this compulsion is to the level where they are doing things where they know they're going to get caught eventually. They're yeah doing this one thing is more important to them than their own life or like anything. You know? Right. I yes. So at a certain point, I think there is like. Uh, Something in your brain where they're physically unable to not do it. So that is why I only argue with objectively. Of course. I'd Sorry. No. Debatably. The, the, right. the wording, My, I, the semantics, I 100% agree. It's Milo, a different one. I do feel like Milo's characterization is he, he writes a whole notebook for himself about how exactly to hunt. I think he wants to be doing this, like in his rational mind. Mm. I don't think this is a compulsion that he's fighting as much as a compulsion that he feels to be true and maybe right or like real. It, it, it sort of it is what it is because that's his yeah. sort of mantra for a yeah. lot of things. Like talking about his mother's death and like all this. He kind of goes, "It is what it is." Like he, yeah. he I think he just takes it as a fact without like, yeah, yeah. He, maybe not necessarily accepting about... or rejecting. It is just like. I, what am I to do yeah. against nature it is as the, is? It is the same way that he talks about his his parents' his deaths. He's just like, yeah, it happened. Yeah, and I see, that's why I, I would actually say that he, he has a compulsion to do these things and he has nothing else to make him not to care about that he has to do these things. Mm-hmm. And it's when he has the girl be nice to him and then he has his brother actually start opening up to him about his parents and everything mm-hmm. and like... He gives him that one speech that I thought was very powerful about like somebody's always doing something worse. Yeah, which is that I would say objectively true. Also, somebody is always doing something worse than (laughs) unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. Um, And that like what's going through his mind and being like, yeah, people are more awful, and I don't need to be like them. Like there is some way out of this, you know. Like I, I the thing is, he's not a psychopath, right? He does, I think, feel very bad about having killed the girl, and he's like. And I know I'm going to do it again. It's a weird. And I think like the the books that he writes about how to hunt safely are self-preservation, right? He knows that he's always going to do something to protect himself and be able to keep doing this thing because he has to do this one thing. So by doing the suicide through other people, like fabricate the situation for him, it is a way in which he can he can end it. Therefore, like in his mind, like doing everything he can to stop these evil deeds from occurring. So. Yes, I I think that is all that is all inside of the text and makes sense yes. as a thing. Yeah. I it's it's strange because maybe you can take the vomiting as a sign of like as a metaphor for like guilt in regards to that because it's a physical reaction. Right. Like you know in real life it's a physical yeah. reaction to drink it fucking blood you would yeah. throw up. But like it happens, it's a delayed reaction after that first kill, and there is. I think after the second one, maybe the third one, there's a moment in bed where he goes, "Mm," like he kind of like moves, but stifles. Mm. Like he doesn't throw up. He does not break out that. And with the girl, he immediately throws up. So like you could take that as a level of like throughout that like regression in terms of guilt towards it. Mm -hmm. Like during that one, he's like, oh, I'm still conflicted. Mm. Starts to become less conflicted. The whole thing with the girl happens. And then he does the home invasion and throws up immediately, like a real realization of I feel bad and I'm wrong for doing this. Yeah. I'm also realize you're reminding me now that I believe that there is also like a, a mental health uh, symptom of some disorder where there is a compulsion to drink blood and really, which is it, which would be pushed by the fact like that he is drinking a shit ton of blood. Yeah. That's why I like that he vomits it because it shows that he is drinking a lot of it, quantity of which like, 
that's not what like a edge lord wannabe vampire would do, right? Like no. they would have a taste, they would do whatever. People they would put do... it in a goblet and try to fucking say something. Yeah, they're because no. they're they're basic... king communities as well that do blood play, and it's always like a lot less. You know, like having sure, a, a right. compulsion where you're drinking that much fucking blood yeah. is like a completely different matter. Yeah, and and from the pretty much as soon as he starts talking, it becomes very clear like this is not an edge lord who's just not trying remotely. To. <laughs> it's no. like oh, this is. This is bad. <laughs> Although I did to like kind of, I guess, lighten. There's there's a moment where he's talking about all of his vampire things. And it's, it is very funny how realistic that situation is where someone who does not speak to people often gets to open up about a topic they enjoy yeah. and yep. go like blabbermouth, like very like vomit, word vomits it everywhere. Because he, the amount of times he says cool and realistic, yeah. I laughed and laughed because I talked to people in high school about their things and have done it, definitely done it to other people with stuff I like. Mm-hmm. That I'm just like, oh, that's so like true. That's such an honest way yeah, of just like, oh, yeah. I want to talk about my thing. Like, I can talk about my any, thing now. It's so great. <laughs> any any single time, probably all the way till now, where I'm at a party and a cute person <laughs> tells me that they like horror films. Cool and real. <laughs> <laughs> But no, this, like, there are moments of this movie that feel like eighth grade, except it's a murderer. <laughs> but it's a murderer. Yeah, no, they 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 crush it. I mean, like yeah, in, in that in that regard, like the hardest thing for me to believe was just that he was getting away with the murders. I think like that's also that's completely like, fair. What made me think that it sure. was it was being imagined because they the murders that do right. happen for like they all happen, but like the the murder of the guy who comes looking for drugs. Yes, um, that's on the news, and you know that's somebody from external to the community like mm-hmm. there is a reason why that would be on the news and the others would not yeah um but it is still like it it starts to give that feeling of like well that murder showed up right away on the news and his murders are going completely unnoticed by anybody which is how things work in the real world but in they, cinema text like it's usually it's still they, feel they do off, yeah. bring up the um the one about the family in the village mm-hmm. and it is like he lives yeah. he lives out in new york he is hunting not in his community. Mm. He is, it is yes. shown every time that he is taking a long right. subway ride all mm-hmm. day to some other place in the city. That's so, a very so, good point, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, they talk about the, the, community, the family in the village because I believe he goes talks to the cops and says he puts that it on the, the other people did it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was interesting too because uh, that's putting a lot of like heat on him you know, because like totally. that, that makes it much more easy for him to get caught. I'm wondering if that is like a backup plan of some kind. You know, I don't know why else he would he, pin it on the other guys. Like he clearly, because his idea was not to get was for them to not fully go to prison, for them to be able to get out and think that it was know that it was him that ratted them ratted them out, or just that the gang that they are in. Yeah, because they're gang affiliated, implying there are more members than the ones in mm-hmm. the conflict Who happens. Like caught. he knows. Yeah. 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 Um. He. I think the basic goal there was to. Um, was to just get his name out there to the gang in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also probably a little bit of residual guilt over that fucking specific murder because he could have gone, and I killed a fucking houseless person two weeks ago, and I yeah. killed this guy over here. Like, he could have just, you know, or had right. said the gang was on a spree or whatever. Right. Um, a little bit of a left turn, and I this is just a question pretty much specifically for Jorge, but um, in a essentially a cameo appearance... Uh, and there's a houseless person who gets killed in the park. Yep. It's a very vicious, very fascinating. I also love the way all the attacks are filmed because they are just like, most of the time there's no noise or the noise is pretty much turned down in the scene and it's a lot of like, not necessarily white noise, but like the, the soundtrack is there and yeah. it kind of like keeps you buzzed yeah. in. Especially if you're wearing headphones, it's like you feel right inside of it. Um, the uh, person who gets attacked in the park is played by Lloyd Kaufman. Who is the trauma produ- the famous trauma right. founder producer? Can you talk about your issue with trauma? My issues with trauma. You know, it's you can do funny. a brief thing if you want, but it's, I, I it's saw funny it here. That you say that. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. I did not realize um, when Dev and I were watching the credits. It said something about trauma, and we're like, oh, it must sp- it- special thanks to trauma production. There, yeah, we go. must okay. have been like one of the one of the clips of one of the movies or whatever and i'm like yeah because there is zero percent chance that in any timeline of any dimension the trauma had anything to do with this movie <laughs> oops uh yeah so my issue with trauma is the the brand of horror that they've out of the films i've seen which have not been too many their style of horror is like always very exploitative it's very over the top it's very like gross out um 
There's okay. like lots of uh, make light of things like sexual assault and uh, uh, fecal consumption is like big in those kinds oh, of ugh. movies and coprophilia. Just, yeah, like that's just how like. <laughs> That's just how they make Ugh. it bigger, you know. It's like look at all this wild shit that we're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, something I did see in one of the uh, some is... documentary I watched though is that they, I believe Lloyd Kaufman specifically was like very very big on being safe on set. Sure, so he would be reaming people out all the time for not like properly doing things because it like has potential for people getting hurt on set. You know, like this happens a lot. Okay, good. Um, so you can no, dislike the content while liking the person for doing right. it in and the correct yeah. way. Yeah, I know, and I'm not saying like objectively those are bad. I personally do not like them. Gotcha. I, and I, I will be pretty explicit about it when you hear me talk about it in person, <laughs> and I will turn everybody away from them because I have other <laughs> stuff. Because, um, like for example, I like there's like uh, John Waters has a lot of films that have some of the same vibe, but I think are done like much better. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. It was just you brought it up once to me, and I went, yeah. uh, "Okay, like, yeah, I do." Very want... visceral reaction against it. I was like, "All right." All right what sure. I would love to do is so thanks, Lloyd, for being in this movie Thank so that I could you. bring this up. Yeah, um, <laughs> in this movie of all fucking yeah. things, Mr. and whatever Trump. reason that they they think y'all thank you for for being there for them. Yeah, <laughs> this movie's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I would love to like find out what one of the best trauma films is and try to go over it and right. yeah, figure and, out. and go, okay. go over that. I would, I would definitely do an episode on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only other thing I kind of, the, one of the main things I wanted to bring up was the name, the title of this movie. Hmm. Did y'all have any significance with regards to this? Cause the only other transfiguration I know of is the Catholic stuff. Like yep. Jesus showing up in a more heavenly form, and even looking up the definition was a change of form or appearance into a more beautiful or spiritual state. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I think it is his. I think the title is very good because it leads you to believe that he is going to become a vampire, and that to me is like the most gripping part of watching this is not knowing whether it's going to come to Milo being a vampire in the, in the, in the end, it becomes very clear that he's setting up his own death. Yeah. But for a lot of it, for me, it is just like, so is he, is this going to get supernatural soon? Like this might ah, okay. get very fucking crazy. Right. <laughs> right. This has a chance to, the ramp is there and they yeah. could take that turn and fly off into the, yeah. I, I think they're always kind of hinting at it. Cause also when, yeah. when he's finally dead and buried, they like, they like linger on the dirt as mm-hmm. if a hand is going to pop out from there. Yes. <laughs> Which I, okay. I, I don't know, man. They lingered. No, it's, it also feels like they're doing it because of like the finality of that situation. But like, you know, I could see it both ways. I took it so, as them baiting that. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. For yeah. re- like going, you, this is not happening. This is a fucking Frank Stark. <laughs> absolutely right. not. He is dead in the yeah. fucking ground sort of totally. thing. But, um, with, but the, yeah. with the definition you just gave for the transfiguration, that, that that pushes me to think more about like what I'm talking about of really his ascension out of like of like correcting his own sins and the, the best the only way that he has available to him, right? I mean, this this does have a lot. This story has a lot of the story elements of a good vampire movie. It's the mm-hmm. the merciless killer, the the girl who opens his dark heart and then his eventual death because of her like it's yeah. all there it's all mm-hmm. of the vampire stuff just in a in a completely different way which i think is extremely cool yeah and a lot Definitely. of a lot of times in like the dracula tales especially like the, the vampire does have like a weirdly soft spot sometimes for the girl too he does yeah, seem to be exactly like more weak and for interesting her. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I'll, Even though he will continue to definitely vampire everyone. <laughs> yeah, no. I I think the the best vampire <laughs> stories are the ones where the vampire is in love, like yes. legitimately mm-hmm. in love with the girl. Yeah, whatever weird yeah. vampire love he has. I <laughs> I did. Um, it, reading that definition also did make me think in regards to, um, both with Milo's like, I guess awareness and interest in his own state of being, like taking it as this more apathetic it is what it is thing and then seeing that things can be moved and doing the movements that he can to better himself which is i have to go i can't be around on the earth anymore because all i will do is cause pain like if you're i think he says if a creature who's only there to hurt each other don't you think you shouldn't be around sort of like the the, the ending talks about that 
Um, it does also put, he does end up incidentally putting Sophie in a better state. Uh, not necessarily literally, because she's going to Alabama from New York. But um, sorry, Alabama, I apologize. Um, but in terms of her outlook and her situation, both literally and yeah. metaphorically, are changed for the better by the end of this. She yeah. has a more hopeful yeah. outlook. She sees something to reach on to and move forward she with. She physically brightens up throughout the movie. Very exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. Maybe it's her transfiguration. I, it's probably both of them, yeah. but yeah, sure. I will I will say I don't love the final voiceover from the letter. Uh-huh. Really? I didn't, because I didn't really. I liked the part where he said Twilight sucked and was not cool or realistic. That part <laughs> that was perfect. Made me laugh. I was like, he could leave it on that. I would have been perfectly fine. Interesting. The, well, because the very end, he I didn't get any new information out of it. I thought they did a really, really good job of like implying all of that with what with what they were showing. Like, There's little things he does like look over the side of the thing down at the ground below oh, totally. when he's like, like yes saying like i'm thinking about committing suicide basically without having to say any of it and then he they he says everything and i'm like cool confirming everything that i'm thinking but you know i didn't i didn't need to hear it so i don't know i, I get what you mean i and i'm usually on your side in those kinds of things <laughs> i usually am like let the film speak for itself uh, I really like his his final monologue. I think it's short. It's very concise. It's a suicide note, and it's very powerful to me. I do also think it is a measure of clarification with a lot of those implied things to say you could be looking at it and him going, "I want I want to commit suicide for different reasons," but him real like it is a codification that he realizes what you know, his state in life mm-hmm. and that he wants to make it better by doing the only thing he knows how. Like, it's less, yeah. oh no, the trauma, like, oh, he's going to do this, but like, it's him going, I'm okay, I'm trying to do the right thing. Right. Which yeah. I, which for me makes it yeah. fine. But I, I also... Say, I will say I have no problem I love with Show, Don't Tell, so... Yeah, I, I always <laughs> prefer Show, Don't Tell, and I have no problem, though, with a movie, like, taking a stance and saying, like, no, this is how it is. We have like a, sure. a lar- large trend of movies being like, whoa, is it this way? Is it this way? Doing the, You're going to have to talk about it with everybody. And it's like, I like it when it's like, no, you had an intention and you did it and it, it's good. Yes. Like you well, made a decision. It's good. Having an intention and executing it is good. Like knowing what your story says and then doing that is completely fine. And it's a good way to do a story. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Cool. That's all I got for the Transfiguration. Cool. It's, yeah. Too. Still, if you, even if you listen to this and you haven't watched it, go watch. I mean... It is. It can be a little bit of a slog. It is. It is an indie film, but like, yeah, try it out. Try Honestly, it out. Maybe you'll. Maybe you'll like it enough to try out some other indie films when we do them. Yes. Yeah. Watch this during the day. During that is my oh, biggest so recommendation. One, so you don't fall asleep, and two, so you're not like feeling down <laughs> and then get yeah. worse. Like we both times I've watched this have been during the day, and I ended darker than like my status in it but i was already doing okay like yeah just keep that in mind like gotcha. yeah it can it could be a very depressing exactly yes. on where, where you are cool yeah um well then we're gonna say a quick thank you to eyes of astoria for a wonderful theme song dead walk you can catch john from eyes of so astoria good. on some other episodes check the site at least slumber party massacre 2 put a put a comment on deathgasm deathgasm or jerk off murderer as jerk we said off. before um put a put a comment on spotify saying that he has a big hog and that would be mm. i would enjoy that check out his um spotify. check out Just spotify it's it. awesome um, we want to once again thank Devin for being on, and you can catch us on Twitter at Bloody Stream Pod, and we will talk to you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel.